0: He's five, six, 163. Uh, uh, man, uh, How big uh, can he possibly be? Uh. Uh- Welcome into another episode of the 5 foot nothing, 100 nothing podcast. I'm your host, and I am 5 foot nothing, 100 nothing. And I didn't think we'd have to do this again, but I'm also pretty pissed off. Hence the uh, hangover reference of what the fuck is going on? I don't have an answer. Um, We're going to talk this out though. That's what we're going to do. Before I lose my mind... Which, maybe some of you tuned in for that. I don't know. But before I do that, let's attempt to do a college football roundup. But even that pisses you off. Because, turns out Michigan might be pretty good. Maybe Penn State's really bad. I don't know, but Michigan dominated them. Um, Oklahoma, while I've been shitting on them for how many weeks, they figured out, dominate Kansas. Yeah, it's a 10-point game, but not really, because they Oklahoma had the game the whole way through. Texas pisses me off because they tried their best. To lose to the most together team in the history of football, with the uh, the fighting Matt Campbells, but no, no, they pulled it out. Um, Illinois looks good. Georgia blanks Vanderbilt. Remember Vanderbilt? They almost beat us at one time. Yeah. Tennessee beats Bama. That'd be nice if we could do, be that team, you know. But uh, both those teams ones fifty two to forty nine. I mean, come on. Our offense can't do that. <laughs> Insane, Jack. Um, TCU looks legit. They beat Oklahoma State in double overtime. We couldn't beat Oklahoma State, so good for TCU. Oh, remember I was <laughs> remember when I was joking with about Syracuse. Like they're about they're being a three, four, five loss team. Well, they just beat North Carolina State, who I thought was good, and they pretty handled them pretty well. As a matter of fact. So that's not a great matchup coming up after we have to watch Notre Dame and UNLV on the Peacock Network. So Syracuse, that's not looking pretty. Clemson won again. What else is new? Uh, hey, I think you'd think I'd feel good that USC lost, which it, it, it helps, but after the shit show we presented, no, not really. And on top of the fact that I... I was able to... The USC thing was like the last thing I saw before I called it a day. Because I went from Notre Dame to the Yankees blowing it in the bottom. Yeah, bottom of the ninth. Cleveland was the home team. Yankees blowing it in the bottom of the ninth. And then I flip over and USC loses. But I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, at that point, I really didn't care. Really didn't care. I was like, ah, F UFC. I'm trying to trying to be po- be positive about that side of it, like, oh, USC sucks, we hate them, good for them, but we look like trash. So, watch me for the changes and try to keep up. You know, first thing, hey, what, what's all that noise? Oh, oh, wait, that would be Tommy Reese trying to find his fucking bingo card in the trash. That's what that is. Yep. Well, I got got Tommy Reese sitting next to me a fucking trash can. What are we doing? I mean, first play of the game is a false start. Last play of the game, explain explain to me the personnel. Please, someone explain to me why your best player is Michael Mayer. He's not in the field. We don't need him for that fourth down play. That's not important. Who we need is Matt Salerno because he's a team guy. He's a team player. He knows his... Position on the team. He knows his role. Let's get him out there. Maybe Brooke Tobias Merriweather. I don't know. He broke open twice. We missed him once because Drew Pine turns out not really that great of a quarterback. He hits him once for a touchdown. Then he never gets another ball his way again. What are we doing? I don't understand. The first play and the last play. And everything in the middle. We bookended a shit game with shit. We're going to start with shit, end with shit, and in the middle we're going to do some shit. That's Notre Dame football on a Saturday night. Tune in! This is not going to go well, guys. You know, I I waited till today thinking, because I could have done it last night, no lie, because my my son's baseball team lost also. Just a a disappointing weekend all the way around, i tell you what. But thank you, Giants. Thank you, Yankees, for winning yesterday, I suppose. But I was like, I need to let this settle. But you know what? This is more fun. It's more fun yelling at a microphone. Then letting it stew and whatever. Just, what did we watch? Terrible first drive. Drew Pine in his um, five-foot-nothing, 100-nothing stature gets a ball tipped. Mayer was wide open on that that first drive, but who cares? Then we let Stanford go straight down the field, seven-nothing. Tremendous. Second drive was more (laughs) fucking garbage. I didn't know this trash can was going to be so useful. I didn't have that in mind. I had the whole Tommy Reese bingo card all drawn up. But then, as I'm talking more, the trash can is going to be a, a theme throughout the freaking episode. Lost the Stanford Cardinal. Feels like a cardinal sin, doesn't it? Cardinal, Stanford, cardinal sin? Golly. Okay, it's not a cardinal sin. Let's. That's a bit dramatic. But... From the jump we were doing nothing well. Including not giving the ball to Audric Estime. I don't know what bingo card Tamaris had in front of him this week. But when he's your leading rusher two weeks in a row and your offense looks like crap to start the BYU game, then you insert him in the lineup, all of a sudden we get rolling? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, start with him. Start him. Put him in the game first. You don't wait till you realize. Oh, hey, we're not doing anything. Maybe we should put Andre Estime in. But that must have been the bingo space. It must have been. Don't play Estime until you have to. Or maybe my dad said this, and it's not crazy at this point. Maybe. There's rumors or swirls or whatever the fuck you want to call it that Diggs and Tyree are not happy with their role in some form or fashion, so let's get them going, and then we'll turn to Estimate. but we got to show Diggs and Tyree, we love them too. Um, I'm trying to win football games. Well, actually, I'm not. I'm not even on the field. I'm not on the team. I'm not even in South Bend. But I like to think we are trying to win football games up in South Bend in Notre Dame Stadium. But the decision-making, the personnel usage... Leads me to believe we are not trying to win football games. I, Stanford was running quick slants. Just eating us up with a quick slant. And then the slow mesh. The slow mesh. Holy shit. If you had told me, Hey, here's Stanford's... Uh, I knew what the slow mesh was. Wake Forest runs it really well. But it looks different with them. And I don't know why. It looks better. But I'm watching the game, and you got, what's his face, McKee and Philkins uh, standing next to each other for a solid 1-1,000, 2-1,000, 3-1,000. And then a decision is made. If you told me, hey, the quarterback and running back are going to be staying next to each other with the football for a full three seconds, I would have said, well, shit, we're going to disrupt the hell out of that. Our defensive line is really good. How, how can that be an effective offense? <laughs> and it was. That's insanity. Brian Van Gorder coming back from the dead. to show us how to play shitty defense. How did we not get any pressure on that crap? They were literally standing there, not moving. It's some sort of protective shield that we were, it was impenetrable. Couldn't do it. Then, may I remind you, Stanford's defense ranked like 110th or worse in every possible fucking category. 485 yards of offense given up per game. 219 rushing. 266 passing. 6 yards of carry. 38.5 points per game. What does Notre Dame do? None of that. In fact, they can't stop the run. The criminal stopped the pass, but the run was really where That's where you're gonna hit him. Two nineteen a game, six yards a carry. Pfft. Fucking. That was our offense. Drew it up real nice. Yeah, one fifty and four point four yards a carry seems nice, except Colgate did better fucking toothpaste is better than Notre Dame's offense. And we thought it was good. <laughs> That's the thing. We got duped. We got duped. Smoking mirrors. I don't know what it is. I don't know if Tommy Reese was like, hey, I know we were doing what works and we beat North Carolina and BYU who are arguably good teams. I know that was working. Guess what? We're going to go back to, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to play some bingo. And we're going to see what happens. And you know what happens is you put up 14 fucking points against a shit team and barely crack 300 yards of offense. That's what you do. And you give up 288 passing to them. The rushing defense seemed great. That seemed like a great thing. The rushing defense it held them under 100 yards. But oddly, the key spots where we need to make a tackle couldn't. Couldn't get, couldn't get any penetration on the, the slow Well, That was the bullshit. Then we got our scanned offense, defense, fucking grocery store scanners. Like you our offense is like the 89 year old woman going through the self checkout that doesn't know how to work the freaking scanner. That's what our scan offense is. How does this even work? Do I do I have to how do I do I do I hold the gun? Can I just how do I do it? I don't know. Now, our two minute offense includes the scan. <laughs> Love that. I thought the scan offense was kind of like situational. What's the defense doing? Two-minute drill. Who gives a shit what the defense is doing? You have literally two minutes. And you know what we did in two minutes? We moved the ball. What was it? 15 yards? I think we moved it 15 yards. Something like that. That's not good, guys. That's not good. Because the two-minute offense is something you should be working on daily. You should end almost every practice with a quick, hey, let's run a two-minute offensive drill so we know what the fuck we're doing on Saturdays. And I don't want it's not even like Drew Pine, this was his first game, so okay, he's not, he hasn't run the two-minute offense quite yet. Nope, 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 nope. He's been our quarterback for weeks now. For weeks. How do you look that discombobulated and that confused and that unaware of the two minutes and the, how to run the offense and the design stuff? I've heard it multiple times. Shout out to John, always Irish. He keeps bringing it up, and God bless America, it's true. We haven't scored an offensive touchdown in the first quarter yet this season. Those are supposed to be the des- the first drive, especially, is designed. You draw it up. You practice that. You practice the first drive. Here's what we're going to come out and do. You do walkthroughs with the first drive of the game. And we can't score a touchdown. Can't do it. Impossible. And I'm ragging on Iowa's offense. (laughs) You want to hear Notre Dame's drive chart while I talk shit on fucking Iowa? Here we go. Punt. Punt. Downs. Punt. Punt. Fumble. (laughs) That's our first half, ladies and gentlemen. Punt. Punt. Downs. Punt. Punt. Fumble. Oh, we mixed it up. Fumble mixing it up. Uh punt, touchdown. We scored. Oh my god. Touchdown again. Notre Dame's back in this thing because we found Tobias Meriwether. Huh. That was tremendous. Good job, Tobias. You're open twice, pine missed you once, you catch one, and then they're like, Thank you for your services. You can have a good day now. We don't need him on the field anymore. Hey, what are, you, what are you doing? Sorry, I, I wanted to speak, but couldn't because my brain is fine myself. He was without question our best wide receiver. And that's key. Because you could say Mayer's the best receiver. And we're going to talk about the Mayer thing here in a minute. Watch me for the changes. Try to keep up. Merriweather was without question our best receiver. Only because he's that talented. And yet, we make a point. Only thing I can assume will make a point to not include him in the offense. Other than when he's clearly wide open and catches a touchdown. But that's, you've you've done your part. Appreciate you. So after the touchdown, we go fumble downs, game over. And the fumble, everybody wants to shit on Estime. I get it. I get it. But at the same time, if we, we weren't in that situation, we shouldn't have been in that situation if you just started him from the beginning. Because how your best running back only carried the ball eight times and averaged 7.1 yards a carry against a team that gives up six and 2.19 a game, but he only gets eight carries? What are we even doing? What are we doing? Diggs had a great game, nine carries, 57 yards. Chris Tyree, eight carries, 25 yards. You know why that happened? Because we're insistent on giving Chris Tyree the in-between tackles carries. Why? Why? Know your personnel. Understand that that's not him. He's great. Love him. Love wearing the 25. He's fast. He's quick. He's got this and that. He's not an in-between-the-tackles guy. So, yeah, when you try to run in between the tackles, you get eight carries, 25 yards. That's what you get. Try Estime. And then God bless Estime. He's trying to fight for every freaking inch, and he ends up fumbling. Yeah, It sucks. Untimely, most certainly. But find it hard to blame him. And the refs too. I understand that fumble was a fumble. How you overturn that is next level. That's the only thing Jason Garrett said worth a shit in every Notre Dame game he's broadcasted. Was I guess we're we're losing the meaning of indisputable or something. Basically the same thing I tweeted at the same time he said it. I was tweeting about, I guess we don't know what indisputable means anymore. And he was saying something about indisputable not having value and whatever. It's true. I get it. But, again, just like the Marshall game, just like the Cal game, which we squeaked out, we're saying things that shouldn't apply to games like this against teams like this. Come on. Stanford was 1-4. They had barely been competitive. They were giving up 38 points a game. And we look like we had no idea what we were doing. And I, here's the, the the mayor thing. I said. I said, what happens when a team makes a very concerted and deliberate effort to take mayor out of the game? What is your pivot point as an offense? What are you going to do? Got our answer. We ain't gonna do shit because we can't. How am I sitting here, all five-foot-nothing, 100-nothing of me, in Corpus Christi, Texas, 1,300 miles away from South Bend, and I can see and understand that at some point they're going to make Mayor a target on the defensive side to make sure he doesn't beat you? If that were to happen... What is your contingency plan? And we don't have one. How is that possible at this level of college football? I played D3 football. It is not Notre Dame. It is not high level. It was in the middle of Indiana. Whatever. Point being, we had a really good receiver for what we were when I was there. Our number one receiver. Big tall dude. They we had plans. We it was discussed in the offensive meetings. Hey, if they're gonna focus on Vest, that was his name, Ryan Vest. If we're gonna focus on Vest, but hey, you you secondary, second and third read receivers, you better be on your game. You better be fighting to get open, because we're gonna need you. I are you telling me that. The dudes at Franklin College of Indiana know better, more football than Freeman and Reese and all these dudes in South Bend getting paid millions of dollars? Come on. I just... you know, our best defense, And that's the other thing. We only gave up 16 points, but the defense didn't look great. The best defense we had was a 13-yard line. When the receiver fell down at the 13, the the screen or whatever swing pass was perfectly blocked. He just fell down. Speaking of perfect blocking, the fourth and one jet sweep to Thomas. Don't love the play call. That's got to be a bingo space. That has to be. Thomas hasn't run a ball all game. All game. <laughs> all year. Pardon my French. He hasn't run it. Ball all year. That feels like a Braden Lindsay thing. Oh, don't worry. We're going to double reverse him with a guy who fouled him the whole fucking way and still tackled him. Thought he was fast. Maybe not. Who do? I, what do I know? But the jet sweep to Thomas is actually blocked pretty well. Just looked like Thomas never ran with the football and didn't know what to do. All he had to do was break a tackle. He had to slip a tackle and fall forward. Because it wasn't end goal. It was end one. He just had to get past the first down marker. Don't get it. Then you know little things. They, Mayers touchdown pass gets overturned. That was kind of huge, wasn't it? Wouldn't you say? Because Tyree was on the line, he just had to be a yard back, two yards back, whatever the formation calls for. But that's you got to know your alignments. You have to understand that. And I know he doesn't play receiver a lot. He's not the out wide guy, whatever. And and I played receiver, and I. But again, this is D1 football. This is high level. He should know. He's got to go out there and look. He should have some sense of what the play is for everybody. And look down and go, oh, shit, Evans is running on this play too. I'm going to take a step back because if I stay on the line, I'm covering Evans up. Evans has to run a route. If I'm on the line, he can't run the route. It's an eligible receiver downfield. I need to back up two feet. And then the play is clean. Because that's the thing. There was nothing that changed what the outcome would have been if Tyree is just a few steps off the line. The play still happens the way it does, and Mayer still gets a touchdown. But rules are rules, and I get it. And I'm saying, technically, you could argue, well, if they saw Tyree on the line, they're not even worried about Evans because... Uh, they know, well, Tyree's on the line, Evans can't go out for a pass, so we're not even going to worry about him. But bullshit, their defense sucks. There's no way they were thinking that, despite how smart Stanford is, there's no way they that was on their radar. They played it as if all those receivers were in route and supposed to be in routes, and they didn't cover Mayer, and he scored a touchdown. But, oh, no, 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 we don't know how to went right? So is that coaching? Is that Tyree? Who the hell knows? More trash. More oh, trash. 106 yards of offense at the half. Are you fucking kidding me? The team that gives up almost 500, we barely got 100 yards of offense at the half. At the half, the Yankees were outscoring Notre Dame. (laughs) Go figure that out. And they only had two runs. And then they made it four runs, so now not even a field goal. If Notre Dame scored a field goal, it was still couldn't outscore the Yankees through five innings. And we played a whole half of football it was it was rough and then we come out of the second half gotta love it yeah man same shit different half way to go tommy with your halftime adjustments so what was the adjustment i'm really really curious to know what the discussion was at halftime because you came out with no estimate again, and only targeted mayor again, because that was working so well. I mean, the 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 zero points. I mean, that was pretty solid. Like I, like, I know without estimate we we were really struggling, and I know only targeting mayor when everybody knows that we're gonna only target mayor was really really effective. I'm gonna see if that still. I'm gonna see if it works, because I got this. I got this really special bingo space that. Requires mayor to get like ninety percent of the targets, and can't be having that. You know, even if May- Merriweather gets open and scores a touchdown, that's still gonna really mess up this. I got, hey, I got, I got the O open at the bottom. I better get it. Yeah, then we come out of the half. No estimate, only target mayor. Stanford goes straight down the field. I think they faced one-third down on that entire drive. Solid halftime adjustments. Very, very solid. Yep. About as solid as Swiss cheese. The whole game was ridiculous. Ridiculous. And how many times is Stanford going to fumble before we actually jump on the fucking ball? But meanwhile, we fumble twice and it's gone. Interesting. Interesting. You know, and then I'm getting crap for, uh, you know, hey, look, Estame can actually run the ball. And then he fumbles. See? That's why we don't have him running the ball. Bullshit. Like, he fumbled. It sucks. I get it. Fully aware. But the guy was running with authority and with a purpose And he only got eight fucking carries. That's a problem. That is on coaching. Yeah, there was some executional stuff. Pine missing Lindsay wide open on a post. Pine missing uh, Merriweather on the uh, uh, wheel route, slot wheel route. I get that. Yes, there was some executional stuff. But there's also coaching. There's also coaching. Personnel. Like, again, the last... Final play of Notre Dame's offensive possession on fourth and eight. I need, I need an answer as to why Mayer's not in the field, why Meriwether's not in the field, and why Salerno is on the field. I need to understand this. It doesn't make any sense. Not to mention we're going to throw it to the guy who's two yards short of the line of screen, or the, the first down marker, and then be like, look, Styles zone behind him. I don't know that he is. It looks like he is. If you look at my Twitter feed and took the still picture, it looks like he is, except for the fact that now the guy, be, the guy behind Styles, cool. He's, I don't think he's going to come down quick enough. But the guy that breaks up the uh, pass to Thomas was underneath Styles. I don't think the pass is getting there because it looked like Thomas was directly in front of Styles. So if you're trying to throw it to Styles, it's got to go through Thomas, which includes going through the Stanford defender, which includes not being a completed pass. Now what I don't know what route concept that is. Um, we're gonna have the one guy run past the sticks, we're gonna have one guy run short, but we're gonna line them up perfectly so even if we want to throw it to the guy beyond the sticks, it can't be can't be feasible because you're in the fucking way. That can't be the play call. But again it goes back to who you have on the fucking field at the moment. That makes no sense. That makes no sense. And Notre Dame was a 17-point favorite. Who knew the number 17 would be so integral? It it was the number of points needed to win the game. It wasn't the line. Notre Dame by 17. No, Notre Dame to 17. You just had to get to 17 and you win the game. That's what the 17 was. It was a misprint. And then we're 24-point 20, we're favorites this week. Are you out of your fucking mind? Maybe LV is that bad. And uh, I'll preview that, which that should be fun. It's on the Peacock. It's on the wonderful, wonderful peacock. So I'll be I have to turn off my phone and whatever because all the writers in the stands and or they're, they they should sit in the stands. They can get a feel for the atmosphere that doesn't exist in Notre Dame Stadium anymore. But they're going to be live tweeting all the happenings, and I'm going to be four plays behind. So I'm going to turn off my phone. But yeah, UNLV, 24-point favorites, uh, based on what? I need to know. Because even the teams we should have beat by 20, UNC and BYU, we still didn't accomplish defeat. I realized the line was different, but what I'm saying is Notre Dame, the way the game went, should have beat North Carolina by 20, should have beat BYU by 20, but we didn't. So now we're going to, after that embarrassing effort, now we're 24-point favorites against UNLV? No. I'm not. I, I'm not gonna bet against Notre Dame. Can't, won't. Um, but 24 points. That's a big number, for this. Whatever this is for this. Just. Tommy Reese needs to be checked. Like, he needs to be hip checked. Not into the boards. He needs to be hip checked into the opposing bench, and have them like. You know, I never played hockey, but I have to imagine if you get hit checked into the opposing team's bench, they're gonna give you a couple, a couple shots. Calculator- you know, like you got to right, like that's isn't that hockey? The tough man, like so. Tommy Reese needs to be hip checked into the opposing team's bench and get a couple shots on him to wake the fuck up and realize what you want to do doesn't fucking work. Try doing stuff that does work. Maybe understand your personnel. Maybe understand Tyree can't run between the tackles. and SMA can. Diggs can even do it. Maybe you don't target only Mayer. Get that through Drew Pine's head. You can argue, oh, that's on True Bynes because it's not on time to because he's not actually the one making the decision in the moment. But when the plays are designed to go to Mayer every single fucking time, what do you think Pine's going to do? Get it through his head. Don't only target him. Look for other people on the field. Because there was a play that you targeted Mayer that I'm pretty convinced, I couldn't see the whole screen, but I think... Lindsey was wide open on a flag route. I don't want to hear he can't catch. He's on the field. You're running the route. Give him a chance. Maybe he shouldn't be on the field. It should be Merriweather in that slot. I get it. But oh, by what I watch, while I don't while I don't agree with the personnel, you got to do something, put something in someone's brain on the field that says, hey, stop doing the same shit. It's it's next level, man. It's next level. Like shame on me for making jokes about Stanford chopping down trees and putting them up in your house for Christmas. Oh yeah, that that worked out well, didn't it? I don't know how many axes they get on their helmet for beating Notre Dame, but it's probably a lot. They were just so bad. Defensively. And we weren't coming into this game. Well, I I was saying we weren't bad defensively, true. Um, But we were looking like we had something going on offense. But here's the deal Drew Pine, all the love we wanted to give him showed that he's not that great of a quarterback. Because here's the problem. With a guy like Buckner, and I understand Buckner didn't do anything of significance, of consequence, the the two almost full two games he played. But if the passing game just isn't working, which it wasn't, some of that has to do with Pine's accuracy, some of that has to do with the just run your head into the wall insistency on targeting only Mayer. Whatever it is, Buckner has an element to his game that Pine just flat out doesn't. His ability to run. There were opportunities for Pine to get some yards with his legs, and he's mobile, but he's a step below Book, and Book's a step below Buckner, so what do we really have there? When the passing game goes kaput, You, you, you got nothing. And I just... There was no creativity. And I don't want to hear the jet sweep and the double reverse as creativity because that's horse crap. The jet sweep with Thomas, again, despite it being blocked well, was a terrible call given the situation. And I think, you know what it is? I just thought of this. Tommy Reese has to have a bingo space that says, do not convert fourth and ones. And the chance we might do it with Estime was just, can't be having that. We're going to run this fun jet sweep. And then Thomas, who hasn't carried a ball all year, is going to look confused and can't break a tackle and we're just not going to get it. Sound good? Excellent. Um, and it, it, this goes to the special teams. I don't know if you guys noticed this. We blocked the punt. Yeah, we sure did. Then we did absolutely nothing with it. That must have been a, a bingo space. Capitalize with nothing on special teams excellence. The special teams does something good. Don't do anything. Aye, aye, Captain. But special teams had a little, their own little fuckery. We blocked a punt, which tells me, it's possible, right? So, when we can't do anything on offense, evidenced by the fourteen points and barely three hundred yards of offense. When I say barely, I mean like one yard. 301 yards of offense. That's barely 301. Or barely 300. Um, It's fourth quarter. It's two minutes, 30 seconds to go. Or whatever it was. was Just over two minutes. Stanford's lining up to punt. And what do we do? Drop everybody back for what? The most he could have punted the ball before it goes to the end zone is like 45 yards. There was no return ever going to happen. Am I the only one that knows that? Am I the only one that was going, why are we not trying to go all out block? Give us. There's no return that's going to happen. There's no way. The purpose of the punt, which was exactly what I expected, was sky high to about the 10 yard line or 9 yard line, whatever the hell it was. Like, so just so I can understand. What you're telling me, Marcus Freeman, Tommy Reese, what you're telling me is, and I guess, uh, am I drawing a blank? It don't matter. Ryan Mason. What those three are telling me is, I know we blocked a punt. And we still didn't score from it. But we did block a punt. But, despite that, I'm, we us 3 are way more confident that our team can go 91 yards to win this game than we are blocking a punt. Like I feel more confident that I know there's not I know there's not going to be a punt return. Like it's so obvious. There's no way. The field's too short. He's going to send a high kick, let all his team get down there. There's going to be no return. We're going to fair catch it if it doesn't go into the end zone. But ideally, he's going to kick it short like he should, do a great job as a punter. And then I trust our offense. I say 91, but they're really probably going to go about 60 to get in field goal range. But based on the uh, electricity being provided by the offense, I mean, I, there's where my confidence lies. Are you out of your fucking mind? Why are we not trying to do things to change the game? It makes no sense. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Cash. That's what that is. That's trash. It's just coaching decisions, personnel usage, execution. All of it, all of it was bad. Worse than Marshall. Worse than Marshall. Without question, worse than Marshall. It's just, I don't understand how we played Ohio State so close, so well. Probably that's going to be the least amount of points Ohio State scores all season. We dominate despite the 13-point difference. We dominated North Carolina. We dominated BYU despite the 8-point difference. We, how do we get, 400, almost 500 yards of offense against BYU and only give up, I got what was the number? Like 280? Is that what it was? Yeah, we got 496 yards of offense to their 280 against BYU. How do we do all that? And then unable to beat Marshall and then look like this against this Stanford team? Stanford had not beat in FBS, not power five. Oh no, 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 not power five, FBS. Any one hundred and thirty-one FBS teams hadn't beaten FBS team in eleven games. They basically played a full fucking season without beating a team that is out at the FBS level. Don't worry. Don't worry, Stanford. I got you. I got you, buddy. Just come on down to South Bend. Come on. It's gonna be fine. Don't worry, the weather's going to be cold too, which probably doesn't play to you, you're in California, Ah, it's all all good, it's all good, we're going to look confused, we're going to not know how to come out of the game with any type of spark, we're going to false start, and we're going to have the wrong personnel in the most key situations, it's it's good, it's good, we're going to highlight our stud freshman receiver, but just for a moment, only for a little, little moment, just to show that, hey, all the things we've been saying and people have been saying are all true, but we still gotta keep a little bit of a leash on the the potential. Just don't wanna don't wanna let it run wild, you know. Gotta fence it in. Don't worry, Stanford. We got you. We can't have you go 0-12. We can't have you play a full season without beating an FBS opponent. Don't worry. We're going to shit the bed just for you. Cheers. I don't understand. So, what's next? Because I think I've covered what I can cover. Like Stanford covered Mayor all night. And I don't know the number of targets. I really wish I did. Um... I should have looked it up prior to, but the, the basic stats I find that don't have that information. But, Pine attempted 27 passes, completed a stellar 13 of them. Um, and Mayer had 5 catches. So Mayer caught like what, 40% of the passes? But I of the 27 passes and 8 were caught by different guys I'm trying to fit it had to be 80%, right? Like what what what's that number? I'm I'm, I'm just you can't be targeting mayor that much. That had to be like 70%. That would be my guess. Yeah. I'm I'm I would bet if you went there had to be 12 it's probably have I'm being extreme of course but I would say somewhere close to 50% of the targets were mayor and that wasn't working you only caught five balls so what yeah, I'm just gonna end up just repeating myself and just get more frustrated I don't I don't get it nothing makes sense but going forward let's 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 focus on that uh you need to get Merriweather more involved. Hell you might as well give Angeli some reps in practice to get him ready to take some reps in the game because why not? Like I saw oh hey, nine and three, may still make a bowl game. What? How how can you say we're gonna beat Clemson, Syracuse, USC coming up? Come on. I love the optimism. I love it. I love it. But come on. There's no way. Like, yeah, BYU, North Carolina, we beat that. But their defenses weren't good. Stanford was worse. And we just lost. Stanford's offense was worse. And we just lost. So why? Oh, why would we beat Clemson? Or Syracuse? Or USC at this point? USC just scored 42 points and lost. It's you just hey let's let's get some reps for these young guys at least make it worthwhile you know the 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 losses were supposed to be quote unquote likely Ohio State Clemson USC well that's that's a foregone conclusion at this point if you ask me I'd love to ruin Clemson's season I'd love USC that only have the one loss. And come uh, end of season, we ruin whatever their hopes were. But where is my confidence supposed to be on that? Same reason I didn't bet Notre Dame to cover the 17 against Clemson. Yeah, or Clemson. It got me on my Stanford. It looked nice the last two games, but I still was like, what confidence am I supposed to have in this team? And there you go. There we go. We didn't even score 17, let alone cover 17. Again, oddly enough, 17 was all that was needed to win the fucking game. But going forward, coaching staff has to have a solid look in the mirror about the personnel usage. Uh, situational play calling. Yes, execution. I get that. But uh, defensively, tackling optional for most of the second half? What are we doing? The key situation got to make tackles. Uh, get a turnover. Um, I don't know. You, you can't really coach for that I mean you can to an extent but at the same time like hey we're gonna run our interception play we like that's not a thing we just <laughs> I was like we gotta be better One, oh no shit but going forward I feel like the young guys just give them all the opportunities they want um Oh, by the way, the depth chart came out. I don't know if anyone saw that. Um, Tobias Merriweather, not on it. But you know who is? Matt Salerno. Cool. Neat. Dion Colsey's on there, too. Um, I don't remember seeing Colsey on the field much, if at all, on Saturday. Uh, Merriweather was on the field, was wide open, missed, was open, touchdown. Yet, a guy who I don't know really if he was on the field or not is on the depth chart, and a guy who was most certainly on the field in the one of the. Well, I'm saying one of the. He was on the field for the most important play of the game for Notre Dame at the time. Matt Salerno's on the field. He was probably just a decoy, like hey. Salerno's on the like, if I'm Stanford, I'm not even like. I'm sort of guarding him halfway, but not really. Like, why? Why would you? Why? Why? Why would you guard him? Are you worried about his three catches? Manweather has one less yard in one catch than Solano has on the season. But yeah, Solano is going to be on the field for the most important situation. But not our tight end, who's got 38 catches and 411 yards and five touchdowns. We don't need. We don't need him on the field. They're gonna. Maybe that was it. (laughs) I just maybe it dawned on Tommy Reese, like, hey, they know we're gonna target Mayer, so we're not even gonna put him on the field. That makes sense too. No, it doesn't. Just don't understand. So going forward, we we have to have a real look in the mirror with the coaching staff. We really, 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 really do. A lot of interesting decision making. Personnel usage. And at this point, like I said, you just let Angeli have a shot. Uh, Let Meriwether get some more opportunities. Let Colsey. That's our future. That's what we have to look at our future. I mean, that's all this season is left to play for. I'm sorry. I be willing to bet I don't know. However many, uh, Trying to think if I bought a a case of Guinness, how many Irish car bombs that would make. But I'd be willing to bet a case of Irish car bombs that we do not go nine and three and play for anything of significance. Which even nine and three, what are you playing for of significance? I I don't even see how that's a New Year's Six game. I guess, well, if you beat Clemson, Syracuse, and USC along the way, I suppose so. But it it's not happening. Let's. Let's just be realistic about this. I'm always going to be real. Like that's one thing I can promise you. Everybody tuning in, five for nothing, a hundred nothing is going to be real. And the reality is, we just have to focus on next year. And I'm still going to be talk about each game as what it's going to take to win. But there's certain games on the schedule that I just don't see it. Still going to do my part because I I know you guys. Enjoy listening to me, which, thank you, thank you, thank you for that. I appreciate it greatly. But I just don't know what what's what's left going forward. Just, that's what I want to see. That's what I want. I don't think you can go into this next game as an early coaching staff going, all right, here's what we're going to do to get better. And, you know, we're going to work on, like, get, uh, Here's how we're gonna work with Styles and Thomas only, and uh, Mayer and a little bit of Lindsey. And honestly, like, just put Meriwether in Lindsey's spot. What What has Lindsay done in his career? I, and I hate to say, I hate to say this about a kid, because ultimately they're kids. I'm 38. They're kids. Like I literally am old enough to be their dad. I I, I hate saying this about a kid, but like. What has he done? Like, even this year, his 10 catches, 90 yards. Do, do we know that there's some teams that their receivers do that per game? Like, or close to? Like, that's that could be a... a Mayer did it last game. So I don't even have to, like, look up another team. Mayor did that stat line last game. And that's the season for Lindsay. It's just... Let Meriwether get in there. Let Angeli get some time. I mean, why not? Hey, I know you're probably gonna hurt Pines' ego a little bit, but guys, is is he the answer? Like, come on. It's if Pines our starter for 2023. That's not good. If it's Buckner. I guess we can still try to find the this the ceiling and the, the hype because we still don't know what Buckner can or can't be. Ohio State's really good. And when he played Marshall, the offensive line was garbage. They've gotten a lot better. <laughs> and then and you know what? It, and that's another thing i am going to I g I'm gonna I'm gonna try to wrap this up in the next ten minutes so I can stay under an hour. Like that's my goal every time I do this, by the way. Uh you the offensive line has improved dramatically. Cause even the last play of the game, Pine had a clean pocket. He had the the overthrow to Lindsay was clean. Like the line is blocking and setting up. We still averaged how many yards per carry. It's again the, the personnel usage. Maybe the blind blocking wasn't perfect on all the run plays, but shit, Estimate still got seven yards of carry. Diggs was still over six yards of carry. Or brought it down. Was trying to run Tyreek between the tackles. That's not what he's. That's not his thing. But the last play of the game, on top of the personnel being absolutely confusing, and the choice to throw it to the guy two yards short of the uh, first down marker. Pine in a clean pocket, dude. Dude, take your time. It's the most important play of the game. Have a sense of I've got time. Let me find the open receiver, not just force it to the first one I see. And if he's that close to you, he's probably not past the first down marker, FYI. But why are you gonna? Is that play design too? Uh, not not the whole Thomas in front of Styles, which makes that pass impossible to Styles, but is it not being coached? Hey, if we have to go for it on fourth down, whatever your route is, make sure it's past the first down marker. Like, is that not being ingrained in their brains? Like, I feel like we don't plan for certain stuff. I just don't get it. But we do have UNLV next. I will bring a preview eventually. Probably Wednesday or Thursday. Um... And we'll see what UNLV has to offer us. But they've apparently been outscored 82 to 14 in their last two games. But what does that mean for Notre Dame? Who in the hell knows? But thank you all for listening to me rant and rave. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please give me whatever rating you're you can provide on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, podcast and wherever else you listen to this. I would love it. I'd appreciate it. Um, you know, I've been promoting this tagline and I'm gonna keep doing it at Saturdays Count that's their Twitter handle, SaturdaysCount.com, that's the website. There are only so many Saturdays, make them count. And uh Notre Dame did not make this one count. Tennessee did, and they're getting some love all over Twitter, rightfully so. But there are only so many Saturdays we got to make them count, and this is not how you do it. But I'm still going to keep pushing them because they've been good to me. So please go check them out. Get your shirt. Make it count next Saturday against UNLV. But you guys know where to find me at 5FootNothingPod on Twitter, 5FootNothingPod at gmail.com. Let me know what you guys think. Where do we go from here? What should we be doing? because the the Tommy Reese bingo offense is back in full effect and I don't know what to do so thank you all enjoy the rest of your week I'm still gonna say go Irish because I don't know I don't know another way uh go Irish all day every day until next time. Five foot nothing. 100 nothing. Out.